0: And Dr. Rajvans, it's with us today to go through medical articles that have recently been published. Are the findings valid? Should we be concerned? Let's discuss and analyze.
1: Good afternoon, doctor. Looking good as usual. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Health's Wise. And today, it's all about articles that we found about uh, medical issues that we would like to share with everyone. So, the first one, uh, doc, is about COVID-19. And uh, in this article, this Italian doctor actually claims that the coronavirus has lost its potency. How is that possible? Like, what weakens the potency of the virus?
2: I mean, that's a bit controversial because I think even his own government and the doctors in Italy were a bit... uh you know, worried about what his statement you know the statement he made because people might suddenly start becoming a bit more relaxed and say oh you know the COVID is going away. Uh, but of course this is what happened in all all sort of epidemics, pandemics. You know, after a while the virus might you know lose its efficacy or maybe you know because maybe summer coming so the you know that heat might make the virus a bit less active. Uh, also, they might get some herd immunity. So, more and more people are like, keeping exposed, so the virus can't transmit itself. So, what are the reason virus will? At- after a while, you know, go away or become less potent and less infective to humans. But we don't know whether we have reached that with COVID yet. We don't know whether the virus can mutate again, whether there'll be a second sort of wave. So I think too early to say that, but I hope it's, uh, he's right. I hope he's right and that the virus is slowly losing its potency. Just like what happens to Nipah and SARS virus and H1N1, you know, but uh, SARS was a buster, but you know, H1N1 took almost a year before it, uh, you know, slowly went off. So... We are not looking at about six months yet, so maybe still early. But time will tell, You know whether the virus is losing its potency and whether it's going to go away soon.
1: Will it like no longer exist? Will COVID-19 come to an end and it no longer exists?
2: We don't know. Did that happen with your SARS? I think SARS just went away, and uh, you know it was very uh, severe disease and it just uh, went away very fast. Uh, but like each one n one is there every year. It just mm. keeps on coming. So you don't know how this virus will behave, what will happen, whether it will keep on coming back or whether it will keep on mutating or whether it will just go away like other, some other viruses. So again, all this is, you can only speculate, time will tell, wait and see.
1: So it doesn't mean that the virus has lost its potency. It just means that maybe we have the immunity for this virus already or, it. Yeah. Um, or it has mutated to another virus that, that doesn't look like COVID-19 anymore.
2: Yeah, so we don't know. We don't know which is the reason. Uh, so, uh, But viruses can lose their potency in the sense that, you know, like you said, especially in hot climates, you know, so hopefully summer coming up in the northern hemisphere, maybe that virus will become less active and hopefully won't be as uh, you know, serious to humans as earlier. So uh, again, but yet out of the blue, they come
0: back. What causes something uh, like... For like maybe the black plague, it may not ever come back. But SARS, will it ever appear again, and why does that
2: happen? Yeah, we don't know. whether suddenly the virus get active, and why that happens, why nature suddenly decides to change. You know, we know from uh, viruses like measles, mumps, chickenpox, and all that. Yeah, you take vaccines, you know, they're immunity, Then they go away. Uh, places where we sell so, uh So again, it's again. I suppose immunity. If the enough of us have immunity, then the virus can't spread. It. It just disappears. I mean,
0: technically, humans are evolving. Uh,
2: not evolving. That we are getting immunity towards certain viruses. So our antibodies, right. our immune system is probably uh, getting better. So. Uh, Again, but we can never say because you you get immunity against one virus, another one comes, you know. So ultimately, I always talk about making sure your immune system stays strong so that no matter what comes, you still can, you know, overcome that infection.
0: And I thought we were becoming mutants or something. I was (laughs) like, yeah.
1: All right, let's move on to our second article. Um, This one actually says that obesity can be improved with just 10 minutes. You can, if you're abused, sorry, let's get to the next article. This one actually says that if you're obese, you can actually improve your heart health with just 10 minutes of exercise a day. So is this true, doctor? 10 minutes of exercise a day can help improve your heart health, especially if you're obese.
2: Yeah, I mean, if uh, any movement, you know, today they know that sitting down, is worse than lying. you know, is than standing. So and lying is of course worse than sitting. So even just people standing can have uh, benefits to the heart. So walking 10 minutes a day is definitely going to help. You know, uh, of course they recommend 30 minutes uh, five times a week, 150 minutes. But 10 minutes what I want to tell my patients is because they're not very fit, I say do 10 minutes three times a day. Just do 10 minutes in the morning, in the afternoon and evening or night another 10 minutes that's not very long and it's possible because then you still get 30 minutes a day you know and if you find 10 minutes is a bit too tough for you because you're really out of shape try five minutes first and slowly build up to six minutes and seven minutes eight minutes and slowly go that way Uh, the danger is don't do suddenly that you know oh doctor say must do 30 minutes a day so I go to never exercise for don't know how many years and then suddenly I decide to do 30 minutes of that can be dangerous because you don't know how fit you are uh, and even if you don't have a heart issue your muscles are going to ache so much the next day that you will stop exercising for don't know how long yeah. right so start gradual simple way to start is just walk until you feel a bit better and add a minute every day you know uh, and that's how you slowly build up your your fitness levels and your improve your cardiovascular system but even 10 minutes a day is a good start start with that and uh, uh of course if you are above 40 and you have medical problems like type, hypertension, or, heart, or or you've never done a medical checkup, I would at least advise you to do a medical checkup first at least once to make sure that you're fit to start an exercise program. But if you can't, just start slowly, you know, like I said, just walk, get a bit breathless, stop, so mm. so that your heart can slowly uh, compensate for your and your fitness will slowly improve. And mm. right? so just start, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes it is definitely going to be beneficial than just sitting down or lying down.
1: Okay. But what if this obese person or any person, you know, already has blockages in his arteries that he isn't aware of, will doing 10 minutes of exercise a day have an adverse effect on them, on these people?
2: Yeah. So that's why you wouldn't you start 10 minutes. Uh, you just start off walking until you get a slight stop, don't carry on. Right. Next day, you add a minute to that. Minute to Sorry, that. Sorry, Doctor
1: Rajpand. My my internet connection got lost. There. So, say walk ten minutes until you get tired. Is it? Can oh, you continue from walk,
2: there? Just start walking until you get a bit breathless. That means you just take one deep breath and see how long was it. Was it three minutes or four minutes or five minutes? Just stop. Don't even go for ten minutes. Mm. Right. So, the next day you okay. Today I walked five minutes and I got a slightly. I had to take a deep breath. I stop. Next day I do six minutes day after I do 7 minutes, I just increase by a minute and go. But if you are above 40, I advise you at least once go and do a medical checkup. Make sure that the doctor says, okay, you're fit to no blood pressure. There's no diabetes. And if the doctor is worried. they put you on a stress test to see how fit your heart is. And uh, that would be something. But if you feel that you're okay, then do it this way. Start gradually and build it up slowly. And even if you've got blockages, your body will still be able to the cardiovascular system, the heart is such that your collaterals will form, you should be okay.
1: Okay.
0: And what does the test do actually? What it, so it checks blockages and checks to see how much exercise you
2: should be doing and how yeah, you can at your fitness level. So when you are going up the stress test, we will see your heart rate, we'll see for any blockages which will show on the ECG, we we'll look at your how fit you are, we we'll look at your blood pressure. So number of things we can assess from the stress test. And if you can go up to your target heart rate without having any problems, then normally we say you can start an exercise program and reduction from there.
1: All right. Let's move on to our next article. This is pretty scary. The HO disease is back again in Congo. Um, Congo confirms there are new Ebola cases there. Uh, what is Ebola? Let's get to that first, doctor.
2: I mean, just another viral infection. Uh, it started, I think the first one is in 1976, uh, along the Ebola River, that's where the virus, you know, that's why the name Ebola. And I think they got a few different types of strains also. Four can like, affect uh, humans. And uh, it's another disease that, you know, causes all the typical viral things, you know, high fevers. and uh, But it can be quite serious. You know, this Ebola can uh, lead to pneumonia and lead to, uh, you know, uh, Brain infection can cause that. so it can be a serious illness. Uh, spread by uh, body fluids, you know. So someone who uh, got Ebola can spread it to other people through so any body fluids, you know. So, uh, so it's very to,
1: similar to COVID
2: nineteen, right? Uh, it's almost like COVID nineteen in that way. To spread. Mm. Uh, now the thing is, uh, so far the good thing one is that it seems to be only in Africa. We have mm. don't have Ebola here yet. And I think last year they already had a vaccine. Mm. So the vaccine is out for Ebola. And uh, so that, that's a good this thing. So at least if they can start vaccinating the people in Africa, so at least that might at least uh, reduce the incidence of Ebola. And of course, uh, the virus might then, like all the others, like your rabies and your polio and your, your tetanus and all that and your mm-hmm. measles and all are slowly going away because there's a vaccine. Hopefully this will happen for Ebola. Uh, but it's a very new vaccine, so we'll wait and see. Uh, but like I say, we are lucky; it's not come here yet, and uh, hopefully it doesn't come.
0: Why doesn't it come here? I mean, like, what is it? A geographical thing? What is Yeah, it?
1: actually, how do you get Ebola? Is it from yeah. the water or because you water, said water, it's water. from Ebola yeah. River, right? Uh,
2: so it's a water. Uh, so it's from a food or water that you get it, oh. and then direct contact from so uh, animal to human, a human to another human. Uh, the thing is, you you are actually quite ill. When you get ebola so for someone to fly in from africa by the time he comes here he'll be ill and uh, you know and, and that's how in america they have very sporadic cases where people flew in and then they found that they actually were sick and then they went to hospital and they picked up ebola. so uh, that's the thing so it can be easily uh, uh, you know, diagnosed then uh, the treatment wise is all symptomatic treatments as well. so all the viruses like covid we have symptomatic treatment and uh but somehow it never seems to come here. So hopefully it stays that way. The of course, can never say because an infected person can come in here and yeah. see other people. So that's why to be always careful about these viruses.
1: Yeah, but I guess uh, in a way we feel a little bit less worried now because there is a vaccine, like you said, there is a vaccine for Ebola now.
2: Yeah.
1: Is there a treatment for Ebola?
2: Why is yeah. that? no real treatment uh, for ebola there's no antiviral drug that works you know, so uh, it's just prevention mm. taking all the same precautions we're doing for covid the same precautions you have to take with uh, social isolation uh you know sanitization preventing contact with people you know, all those Let's i'm move scared on. enough of ebola already. i don't <laughs> find that anymore
1: <laughs> everything we have covid19 we have all sorts of Viruses that in the has US, no this cure. is what we call a
0: home run. You know, we have a, <laughs> yeah. You know, everything. Uh, yeah. That's why I told
1: you the safest space to be in right now is in space.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's all travel to the moon.
0: SpaceX. No, then I'll have a fear of height. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. Let's get on with our next article. This one is pretty interesting. This study tries to explain why we might always be hungry. Um, doctor, what do they mean by uh, by that we have five different appetites?
2: Yeah, I you know. I think i was a bit confused myself. You know because. Uh, we have all type of diets in the, you know they come on and go, and then suddenly they say five appetites and that's the reason they talk of uh, fat, protein, carbohydrates, sodium and calcium. And it is these five things that our body actually needs and we actually crave for that? Mm-hmm. And it's our caveman time. And if we have less of one, then we try to overcompensate by taking uh, more of the other to get the for example. If you don't take enough protein, then we end up eating too much of carbohydrates and fats to compensate to get more proteins in. And uh, so you might end up overeating. And and, and that's why it's, it's important that you have a very balanced diet. Uh, and of course, the article says that today, most people eat a lot of processed foods, you know, foods that are fast food, junk food. And uh, because of that, they might not get enough proteins and they end up eating more of that. And that's why all these problems obesity and diabetes hypertension, all the metabolic diseases. So I agree on that. But I think we should have a very wide variety of foods and a balanced of food uh, rather than trying to eat more of one mm. so other people do go on a, you know things like high protein diet or uh, you know, they, they go on so called uh,
1: high fat diet right the keto diet is like a high diet, fat keto. diet isn't it
2: yeah Yeah then you had the Atkins diet which was high protein uh-huh. you know of a keto diet, reduced a lot of high protein. A lot of the keto diets today are looking more at plant-based rather than, but they reduce a lot of uh, high fat. So they take avocados and the things that fish and all those things. But as long as you got enough of each, that means you've got enough proteins, you got enough carbs, and, and your carbs should come from healthy source carbs, you know, the complex carbs, you know, mm. fruits and vegetables. Then, and then if you take uh, uh, the fats, then it'd be quite good because you're taking uh Proteins, which can come, let's say, from the fish and you got a lot of vegetables and fruits to give you the carbs and you got good fats that are avocados like nuts and all those things. So, uh, you know, adding legumes also will give you all, most of everything. So, then you're very well balanced. But if you start eating only one source of food, then you must be very careful because then your body may start craving for others and you might end up overeating and all. Because I know people who, like the high-fat ones, where they end up just taking a lot of fat a lot of nuts and a lot of and all that. And they might suddenly not have enough of carbs and protein, and then they might end up over eating and then put on weight. So that's that's again not the right thing to do. Mm. So something interesting, something new, first time I reading of five appetites. Five
1: appetites.
2: Yeah. So here they mean the five different type of food components that you pass. Okay. Groups
1: but but doctor what are the other reasons for us to always be hungry then if you're someone who is always hungry like even after lunch you still crave for t- to take snacks and even after dinner you still want to eat supper is there any other reasons why people are constantly hungry?
2: Obviously because we're eating too much of refined carbs so we are taking foods that are called high glycemic that disturb our insulin level so the moment you take let's say in the morning I take a roti chanai you know uh, two roti chanais and a uh, uh, Tare with uh, condensed milk and all that, so I got a lot of sugar going in. Mm. And the higher the faster the insulin goes out, the faster it comes down. So by 10 o'clock, 10.30, our sugars will go low and we get a uh, bit of uh, hunger pangs, mm. right? So we eat again and then you end up eating the curry puff and koi again, sugar. So by 12.31, you're hungry again. Then you have yeah. your nasi, you know, the food <laughs> nasi, this thing again. So it's, it's a vicious cycle, mm. and that's what happens to a lot of people they go into these high glycemic foods, insulin resistance, and Ultimately, they end up getting you know all the problems, obesity and diabetes, so and diabetes. it's
0: always about a balance or a lack of balance in some uh, in yes. within your system. Is that why some, especially pregnant ladies, they have strange appetites, like they crave
2: different things? That's different. I think because that's a hormonal thing that's going on in pregnant ladies. But I think a lot of people have this, this issue. They're eating too much. Let's say if you take for lunch just let's say two vegetables and a, a, some chicken or fish, you'll not feel sleepy neither will you feel hungry. But if you take a full banana leaf rice, especially a lot of rice, by lunchtime, after lunch, you're going to feel rice and sleepy, all the blood supply goes to the stomach. And by four o'clock, you're still going to feel hungry again because your, your insulin has been disturbed, right? So again, right. Uh, if you, it's just, just the food choices you have. So cut off the refined carbs, you know, and take a lot of uh, complex carbs with protein and a bit of good fat. You'll never have problems. Mm.
1: But I, I remember is- eating. I remembered eating salads for lunch um, for quite huh. some time. But even after having the salad, after a while, you feel like, oh no, I'm hungry again.
2: <laughs> because you're not enough, not enough. So the body is craving for it because you're you need to think a whole garden, bell <laughs> So, if you add salad and some protein inside, then mm. you find it's be okay because the protein fills you up. Or you mm. take good fats like avocado or something like nuts together with the salad, then you'll be okay.
0: Uh, so, it's a salad that has maybe um, chicken and then or, or
2: egg yeah. and So, it needs to be balanced. Yeah, a bit balanced. So, you get the protein in and then, then you won't feel the pangs.
0: Okay. Right. The problem is most people have a seafood diet because once they see food, they want to eat.
2: <laughs> that's the, I feel that's the most common diet in the world. You know? <laughs> seafood diet. <laughs> is the most common diet in the world and I call it food addiction. You know, we are addicted. Yeah. You mm. know, we eat, we eat breakfast, we're already thinking of our tea and our lunch and our next meal what is the next meal going to be we are so you know we have lunch already thinking of tea break and dinner right so so i think this is one problem that the world is facing uh, the seafood diet and food addiction so maybe (laughs) people educating people about that yeah
1: all right Thanks. We will. We will learn. Like we learn a lot from you, Doctor rajwan especially about eating healthy. Yeah,
2: we, so
0: we quote you all the time. Yeah. Like, Doctor rajwan <laughs> always says about our immune system and everything. We always say Or eating uh,
1: processed food. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> and then we got to talk about blue zones. Now. Then
1: maybe we can do next time um, about plant-based meats. You know how they have these plant-based meats out nowadays. You know, in the market. I'm thinking they must be quite processed because how can they look and taste like meat, you know?
2: I think if they make it from uh, this uh, a chemical reaction, for, I think most of it comes from uh, tofu, isn't it? Your, yeah, like your,
1: soy and, and wheat. And think some
0: is mushroom.
2: Though. Yeah, the mushroom one might better, but the way to make it, I'm just worried they use chemicals to, mm. to create the taste. Mm. So I have so far avoided taking any of this uh, thing, but now they're coming up with the, uh, you know, like what they said, mushrooms and legumes that are um, tasting, so-called tasting that meat, which might be a bit more healthier. But again, I don't know whether they how they're creating the process. Yeah. Is it healthy or is it true?
0: Yeah, I was said. on that diet for a while. All this fake meats and everything because I wanted to be vegetarian gives you gas, man. <laughs> My God, I don't know
2: why. Uh, so I, I think they might have a lot of chemicals inside. So mm. I, I will still avoid... So food. I
1: think you're better off eating fresh produce. Um, even if you're not going plant-based, eating fresh is better yeah. than eating
2: pro- processed. Yeah. yeah. I, I I would go, you know, if you can get free range chicken, great. You know, you get uh if you want to take anything meat that is, you know, on a healthier part that is, you know, especially free range. Now they're having all that, you know. Uh so you got free range chicken, you know beef and eggs and everything. Uh fish you know, deep sea fish, things like that. Um, uh and of course I would still make sure that you still take a lot of Vegetables and fruits together, mm. legumes and all that. So it comes very natural, yeah. all natural food rather than taking a lot of processed food. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. Let's get to our final article. This one's pretty interesting. This article listed out some little known health benefits of pistachio nuts. So maybe, doctor, you can tell us what are some of the health benefits of eating Do you like pistachios. pistachios?
2: Yeah, yeah. I like pistachios. I think I, I love all nuts, all the nuts. Uh, if you are what you eat, I'll be a nut. So, <laughs> 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 I, 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 I love all that. Uh, Almonds too. You know, cashews are actually legumes you know, but if you look at the Brazil nuts and, you know, macadamia nuts and walnuts and Pistachios and even seeds, huh? sunflower seeds and all these seeds. I love that. Uh, but again, I think as we balance all nuts, actually have all the same benefits that pistachio has. You know, they got good protein. They got low in calories. They got good fats. They are got antioxidants. Pistachio also got vitamin B six. Uh, and you go on to the benefits, like you know, they they help in heart health. They help in can maintain your weight. They say you will help in your blood pressure because of the B6 and all. So, uh, but again, remember the earlier thing: don't overdo on one food, mm-hmm. right? So it's part of your whole this thing. So you take a, you know, a, a handful of uh, pistachios. Go ahead, no problem. Uh, but I normally add them together with all my other nuts. So it's just one handful of different type of nuts, and uh, but don't overdo on just one food. So mm-hmm. it's very healthy but I wouldn't want you to take one whole bucket of pistachios just because it's so-called well healthy. Like, but all nuts actually fall into this category. They all achieve quite healthy. Uh, they get a lot of good fats, proteins, and uh, a lot of uh, vitamins in are mostly available. Mm. So it's good, good to take. No harm.
1: But is there a difference between getting like salted nuts or just plain roasted or honey coated, those types?
2: Moment you go into all those salted and honey coated and all these, then you are actually using a lot of the the benefits of nuts. Just natural nuts, Mm-mm. you actually get okay any quantity you know, as long as they're nuts, natural nuts. But don't make it salted or honey All those there, you lose some of the benefits, and you end up with extra calories and salt inside.
1: Yeah. Okay, but can we just live on a nut diet? Like, for example, breakfast we have some cashew nuts, and lunch we have some almond nuts, and then uh, dinner we have some pistachios.
2: Again, then it goes back to that you know, we are, you know, the five appetites we just spoke about. So you're going to have problems. And I had a lady who was actually crazy about nuts because she thought it was healthy. And here to me, for one problem, she couldn't lose weight. But when she said the dietitian, and calculated she was taking so much of calories just from the nuts. Mm. Drink that she was you know, though eating some normal things, she's healthy that she take. She access a lot she did all the plant based fruits and vegetables. but every meal she had a whole number of nuts, you know, a whole big bucket of nuts that she because she loved them, and that was so much of calories that she couldn't lose weight. Mm-hmm. So we advised her to cut down on those. So though they're healthy, but anything don't overdo. Okay, uh, balance is Not- the key. Uh,
0: Speaking of that, what about taking elements of nuts? Because I see a peanut oil and almond milk and this and this, it's it's not exactly still, it's not that nut that you're having, it's just elements of that. Is it just as healthy or why do they even have these peanut suppose, oil and whatnot?
2: I suppose they, they want a healthier version, but peanuts and cashews are actually legumes. They don't fall under nuts, mm. so they can be a bit more pro-inflammatory. Compared to nuts, which uh, you know, anti-inflammatory, so uh, so be careful of those. Uh, so peanut, uh, peanut oil, and all that, not too much of that. Uh, but yeah, some people, you know, they like almond spray instead of eating the almonds, or so they you know, use almond milk and all that. Can, uh, but just be careful that look what else they put inside. Because sometimes almond milk, like have extra sugar inside, so you lose the benefit of just almond alone. Uh, you just check the labels. What you're I, I rather prefer eating the almonds per se than you know getting all these uh, other things that might have some processed food inside.
1: What is the proper, um, not dosage, but what how much can we eat wow. of nuts per day? What is the proper, proper amount that we can, that can a, eat per day?
2: A handful, a handful of nuts, That means your palm size. So I just put all in the palm. So some people say talk about 15 to 20. But also depends on how's your uh, rest of your diet. If you're someone who's not eating a lot of other uh, foods that are high calorie, then maybe you can take a bit of extra almonds or a bit of extra nuts. But I, I just put one you know, one handful of nuts in my palm. I think that should be enough. So, but so instead maybe,
0: of like Nasi lemak have instead of having peanuts, because you said peanuts are legumes, I could have Nasi Lemak with almonds or something, because change it up to be healthier.
2: I I think when you make nasi nama, uh we got a lot of green vegetable there, cucumber there, um, and uh, we use different nuts, you know, so your nasi can have almonds with a bit of walnuts or macadamia and all together, so uh, not necessarily peanuts, so we can actually make a real healthy nasi
0: which will cost twenty five ringgit per packet
1: without the lemak. You can make just the nasi without the coconut milk, yeah, that's right.
0: and
1: yeah. then substitute the peanuts for another nut and add more greens instead of yeah. fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> then won't be nasi lemak.
2: But <laughs> 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 the egg, there. The egg will be there. The nuts are there. You put the. It, it can be less. Yeah, I can't believe put a meat. So yeah, it's nice.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Rashbans for uh, this another edition of HealthWise Today. Thank you. you. Take care. Stay safe. (laughs)